of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am. The Chancellor. Yeah, baby! Master yeah. Marcus Zill. Come on, Pastor Marty Marks, all the way from DeKalb, Illinois. How are you doing today, Marty? I am excellent. Well, I know you're Enjoy excellent, but I how are you doing? Say. I know you're excellent. I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> school, school just started up here at NIU, the college that I serve, university I serve. Uh, this is the first week of classes, so um, we're, we're pumped, we're excited, so you're catching me on a good adrenaline day. Now, NIU, Northern Illinois University, where exactly is DeKalb? We can't assume uh, everybody has a, a sense of where that is, because we have listeners all over the world here on KFUO. Well, where is DeKalb? Well, hello there, world. Um, we are about 70 miles straight west of Chicago, just on the outskirts of what would be considered Chicago suburbs. There's there's a goodly number of cornfields between us and the city, but um, once in a while we're still considered kind of an outlying suburb. So here we are, start of the school year. You know, I thought, you know, we got to talk to Marty Marks about right about the time that everybody's going back to school. Let's bring Marty on to talk about the word Sabbath, because I understand that you are going to take a sabbatical. Is that true? Yeah, let me, let me tell you yeah, a little bit about Yeah, give guess. us some uh, backstory. What's the backstory here and how this come about? Did a little research on it as we were preparing as a congregation for this. Um, you know, sabbaticals go back a good couple hundred years um, to the kind of the, the days of the universities and universities being largely church-oriented. Um, so the, the idea is for clergy, for professors, and, and it's even in the business world, too. The idea of taking a break um, – the, the word Sabbath, as you probably know, I mean, this is a good biblical term, so I'm sure my, my buddy um, Reverend Zill knows the definition here. But, you know, when we, when we talk about Sabbath, yes, rest is the common definition. But if you really look at um, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, uh, the idea of Sabbath is not only rest, but it's actively not working. Um, actively not doing your normal vocation. And, and what's the goal God has in giving that commandment? The idea is that instead of focusing on your worldly concerns, you will spend time focusing in your relationship with him. Um, so, you know, so how does that play out for pastors or clergy? <laughs> um so, like I said, we did some research. There's been an awful lot of research done on uh, the burnout level of clergies and, and church workers and even professors. Um, they kind of came to find that if you let loose good people who are passionately serving in whatever their profession, but especially professors, pastors, that kind of folks, um, to go do whatever their heart's desire is, they come back not only recharged to serve more effectively, um, but kind of changed people with new insights and new exciting things. Uh, um, there, there, there's some famous ones out there that uh, that you've probably even heard of. Uh, any guesses who some of them might be? <clears throat> well, Luther had a long sabbatical, although he wasn't looking for it. Exactly. Well, you know, and, and so Luther, who had been a professor at, at Wittenberg, um, 
when the the Pope got, put the put him under the ban and said we're gonna you know let people come and kill you with no consequences, you know he was abducted uh, by his friend Frederick the Wise and stashed in Wartburg Castle uh, under the the pseudonym um, Junker George. He was Knight George hiding out in this castle. So so he had a year plus to kind of kill time and take a break. And, and what did he do? He said, well, what am I passionate about since I can't, you know, be preaching, doing my normal routine? What what can I pursue that's still really important to me? And the world's a much better place because of that passion. He translated the Bible from, from Latin into German for the common people. And, and that passion, you know, changed the world. Um, so, you know, uh, it's really remarkable a, because, um, here you have Luther didn't want to be abducted was abducted by good guys to protect him so God worked God worked through means to look after him and and then well I got time I might as well translate the Bible <laughs> yep and and, and well, so you, you, here if you, you ever wanted like... an example of God working something for good I mean wow what a, what a one you got right there yeah, and you know, because he basically was just sitting around, what am I going to do with my time? He found something of his passion. Well, this is a fictitious one, but it's one that at least older people like us remember from from the eighties. Um, if you remember Indiana Jones, oh, that's and right. he's out looking for the he's out looking for the Ark of the Covenant. Um, you know, he, he's an archaeologist who's a professor. What what's he doing running around in the desert looking for for the Ark of the Covenant? Well, his university had given him a sabbatical. They had said, go follow your heart's passion. Now, I know it's fiction, but but it was because this was a common practice to say, professors, go do your thing, whatever your thing is. And when you come back to, to teach the next year or for the next 10 years, you're going to have stories, you're going to have insights that wouldn't happen if we just locked you in the classroom for 30 years nonstop. Um, and you will be a better professor, a better resource for the university, and, and good things will happen. Uh, so the church has discovered the same thing happens with pastors. You know, pastors over the years begin to kind of wear down. Now, the, there, there's lots of statistics out there of, you know, the burnout rate and uh, just the energy it takes to, to be a pastor day in, day out. Um, Even though they only work soul. one day a week. Yeah, right. Well, in an hour at that. You know, <laughs> if you cut the sermon short, people are even happier. <laughs> so, so, so the... The larger church, and, and I mean the Missouri Synod, but also just larger Christianity, has, has known for a number of years um, that if you, uh, if you allow a pastor every so often, um, kind of the standard out there, I guess, now is about seven years. I've been a pastor over 20 years at this point. This is the first time I'm doing it. It's not as common, common in Missouri Synod circles, partially because of our polity. You know, each congregation is independently funded, has its own independent polity to its congregational organization. Um, larger, you know, church bodies that have a, a more uh, ecclesiastical style where there's, you know, the authority coming from on top, you know, will often write it into their their required things for hiring a pastor. Sure. Um, not so much in the Missouri Synod, but yet we recognize the wisdom to it. So our folks, we studied it. We, uh, we have a policy in place now that every seven years, full-time called staff at my congregation um, are eligible for this. Uh, I'll mention this, though, as uh, an important thing. Um, I don't see this as a perk or a benefit or certainly not an entitlement that, that comes with the role. You know, some church bodies, it, it may inadvertently become that. You know, and at any job, you, you look at, all right, what are the, the benefits that come with it? I'm going to get health care plan. I'm going to get salary. You know, I'm going to get this many vacation days. You know, some may look and say, well, sabbatical plan's part of that, but I have it coming to me. If I do my seven years, I've got it. I see it as, as a little different, um, and that's how my congregation approaches it. It's a gift. Congregation has said, you've served us well for 
I've been 16 years at the parish I'm at, and we believe in you. We want, and I'm humbled by this. They they say we want you to serve us for many years to come. We realize by investing in you, giving you a three month sabbatical, they're going to pay my full salary and benefits while I'm gone. I have to pay for the trip, but um, they're they're going to still. Pay pay my bills back home for me, um, and and promise, of course, that I have a job when I get back, um, <laughs> because they 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 want me to come back and serve for many years to come, and and there's a recognition. But boy, if after 16 years, you know, you're starting to grind down, maybe you're starting to look for something else. And you know, I want to serve the Lord effectively wherever I can. But the human nature comes in, and it's like, all right, boy, if you're just tired all the time, um, maybe you do start looking at somewhere else and look for new. Yeah, and guys, guys, pastors out there do that. They uh, then a call yeah. comes along, and they're like. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't really need to take another call, right. uh, but you know. But the answer isn't always run into another place. Maybe at the answer is uh, kind of uh, rejuvenating yourself where you are. I mean, we all take vacations. Hopefully, yeah. you, know, you take a vacation, you go off, and and usually you get more tired by taking a vacation. <laughs> but you you do have a greater appreciation of wow! I can't wait to get back home, and so it strikes me as a really healthy thing. Uh, for you and, and also, you know, for your congregation. I mean, they get they get a Sabbath rest uh, from you, kind of too. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> they get a sabbatical a of... from. <laughs> so you think they're giving well, you a gift? They really want you to go away for three months, but it also will be a good time for them um, to kind of, you know, reflect and rejuvenate and 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 kind of, you know, just you know, look forward to welcoming you back and whatnot, right? Exactly. Well, exactly, and you know, again, the. The folks who have studied this have said there's a lot of good to it. Um, you know, the churches that go through vacancies, it can be difficult for the congregation. You know, we just would like our shepherd, you know, and, you know, boy, this, this vacancy is difficult. But afterwards, when they look back on it, the vast majority of congregations say, we learned a lot during a vacancy of what we can do as God's people, how important a pastor is, but, you know, what, what we're also, how we've learned and grown as ourselves. Um, my congregation's probably unusual. I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's certainly unusual in the Missouri Synod. We haven't been vacant in the senior pastor role for 58 years. Um, so wow. there's only very few people who even remember a vacancy at our congregation. Um, my, my predecessor, good friend of mine, served together for many years together, um, served 46 years, I think. Um, I, I think I took over maybe his 42nd year as senior pastor. Sure. I've been here 16 years. So, you know, we're so so while a sabbatical doesn't truly provide a vacancy, it does give this little bit of, of absence of, of the folks being able to say, boy, we got to stretch our, our lay people muscles and say, what, what can we do? How can we be God's people with a shepherd? We know who's still caring for us, but but isn't here all the time. Um, I'm also blessed. I have a partner pastor. He'll be carrying the load while I'm gone and we're, we're not worried at all that, you know, things aren't going to be in excellent shape. He's an excellent pastor. And, um, so, so it, for us, it, it works well, but you mentioned vacation. Uh, there's a lot of folks who kind of mix this up a little and say, well, it's just a three month vacation. It is. And it isn't. Um, the purpose is, is, quite a bit different. Vacation is meant to kind of on that yearly cycle keep you just functioning well and it's just good to take. Time. Right. But as you mentioned, you get more exhausted. You know, most vacations, even if you take a week or two off, you know, you put a whole lot of work on the front end. You're, you're gone and maybe you're not even disengaged because you're still thinking about what needs to happen. Um, and then you come back and you got a whole lot of work on the back end. Uh, so, so they say three months, three to four months is kind of the ideal time for a sabbatical. You're gone long enough that there's no way you can do all the work on the front end or put it off to the back end. You really do have to figure out how do people 
keep doing ministry while you're gone. And, and then the pastor also has the ability to disengage and go have their adventures. Whatever, yeah, but if you're just uh, gone for a couple, th- if you're just gone for a couple, three weeks, you could almost micromanage. Okay, here's everything that needs to be done while I'm gone. You're gone for three exactly. months. You almost have to just kind of let it go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. You know, and good, good for the pastor and good for the congregation. And, and again, does that recharging where, you know, hopefully then the pastor comes back saying, you know, this is what I want to be doing. I, um, I hate to put it this craftsly, but uh, you know it happens in every career. And you know, while being a pastor is more of a calling than a career, there there's an element that there's there's a career element to it too. Um, when you get towards the the later years, and I'm I'm late 40s, so I hope I've got a good 20ish years left in in ministry. But it's very possible to kind of grind out those years of like, well, how do I get to retirement? So you know, I need to do an adequate enough job, and the heart and passion and excitement for it isn't there. Mm-hmm. The goal of a sabbatical is for a pastor to come back and say, you know, yeah, I've been doing this a bunch of years, and yeah, i got a bunch of years to go, but darn it, I want to be excited about this. I want enthusiasm for doing God's work, for caring for God's people, and um, and sometimes you just need that break to do it. So that's that's the purpose behind a sabbatical. Okay, so I've got to ask the question that everybody wants to know. Where are you going? Luther went up and held up, got held up in a castle somewhere. Indiana Jones went on an archaeological adventure. Where are the Marxes going for your sabbatical? Well, I'm thankful that as far as I know, no one from my district office or uh, sabbatical headquarters, uh, Pastor Harrison, to my knowledge, is not sending any minions to abduct me and take me off someplace. So, uh, well, you might not want uh, to mention where you're going then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I've run this up the flagpole. We have authority from on high. I've, I'm going with permission. You cannot escape. <laughs> But um, so uh, so one of the themes that that experts say to do is let the pastor go where you know where his heart you know kind of desires and he can have these adventures. Well, I'm a nerd through and through. Even in the pastor world, I'm a bit of, of a nerd, um, which is saying something. Um, I've always enjoyed fantasy literature, uh, Lord of the Rings, for example. C.S. Lewis um, have have dinkered around in writing some of my my own fantasy literature. You're going to Narnia. As close as one can get on, on this earth. Uh, for, for Nerd World, you know, if you love fantasy stuff, New Zealand's the place. You know, that's where they filmed the Lord of the Rings movies. Scenery's beautiful. Um, I hate to Seriously, say it, you're I'm, going to New Zealand? I, I am going to New Zealand. Wow. I only speak one language. It's English. They speak English there. Um, so, you know, yeah. So my family and I, for, for three months, are going to live in New Zealand. Um what makes my heart sing, and I, I use that phrase because there's a, a an agency called the Lilly Foundation, the Eli sure. Lilly Drug Company created it. Good Christian folks, they give big grants every year for people to take sabbaticals. Um, I applied for it. I, I wasn't one of the ones selected. That that's fine. Um, but the congregation still said, "Hey, we we think you should go. Uh, follow your heart. You know, let your heart sing. Come back, recharge." So New Zealand just seems like an awesome place to do that. So my family and I will live there. We'll adventure there. There's a, a parish in in Auckland, which is the largest city in New Zealand, sure. that I'm looking forward to worshiping with. The uh, the bishop of the Church of New Zealand is already corresponded with me and is excited to have me. And, but I've got no duties there, you know, other than to be a family man, love the Lord, have the adventure so I can come back and serve my parish well. So, so what uh, are you going to do on this adventure? Well, do you even know? I'm hoping to do some, 
some writing um, would would be nice if I can get. Uh, I've got a series of books I've started writing. I've got four written, and then hopefully we'll get kind of the major novel that goes with that uh, worked on while I'm there. My, I have four children who are in various levels of school. My oldest is a senior in high school, and I've got a freshman, a sixth grader, and a so how's that going to work? What well, are they, the they going to do? It's a beautiful thing. It's a we're we're in touch with our schools here in DeKalb, and. Uh, They'll do the majority of their assignments online. You know, uh, my wife and I, my wife's an educator, so she's a, was both an elementary school teacher and a school social worker and, and just really smart. Um, so, so between the two of us, so it's not really homeschooling, but we'll kind of connect them with the, the stuff back home. Um, so we'll, we'll do educating of our kids, but they're going to we'll travel around the country of New Zealand, have adventures. So you're going to kind of have a modified online homeschooly kind of a – Exactly. Yep. So you're not yeah, too far no way behind to, coming back. Well, yeah, especially my oldest, who's in AP classes and looking to take AP tests when he gets back. You know, there's no way to be gone three months and then just waltz into the class and be caught up without you know staying in sync. But you know, but but the, the adventures we have will be part of their educational component for sure. Um, and and I'm an extreme extrovert. So what what would be Marty's adventure? You know, I'm not quite the archaeologist who can go digging for the Ark of the Covenant. I'm not going to translate the Bible from one language to another. I love people. It's it's what I do. And so uh, I'm going to have the opportunity to to hang with the congregation there as just a regular old family. You know, we go to the potlucks. We you know go on Sunday morning and sit out in the parish and you know listen to the pastor instead of me in any way you'll be a normal parishioner for three months yeah as, as normal as i'm capable of being <laughs> uh, you, you said know, it not me doing that. <laughs> yeah. my kids will you know be in different activities sure. and you know i'll be a, a parent at track meets because my son runs track and you know the we'll be doing some of that in new zealand and i'll meet other track parents well um i'm a gamer i'll probably go to the game store and play nerd game um you know my my daughter's an artist will be you know doing art read read some books you've been putting off yeah probably do some reading um visit the fantasy sites where things were filmed exactly we're going to tour around and see all of that stuff um yeah just and just the idea of living amongst another culture and and that's kind of exciting for me too Uh, so yeah drive back to campus ministry i'm not going with the intention of oh how do i just get better at this particular job but there will be some side effects that are really neat. Um, we've always taken um, international student ministry as part of our campus ministry as, as an important calling. So our, our university always has several thousand internationals on campus every year. We welcome them into our church for a number of activities every year. Matter of fact, weekly we have a what called called an intercultural cafe. Well, I'll be the international guy, you know, like the the, the international person while I'm in New Zealand, and the the city of Auckland itself, million-plus people, I think I, I read maybe it's like 50 or 60% of the people who live in Auckland were not born in New Zealand. Um, they've come from other countries. So it's it's a very... They're all on sabbatical. City. <laughs> yeah. <there you> <laughs> So anyway, I look at, I'm just looking forward to meeting people, and you know, the, I've, I've warned my folks. Yeah, they're going to be getting New Zealand stories for the next ten years, and I'm sure you know sermons years from now will be like, oh great, here he goes again. You know, with the, remember back in back in the days when I, he was in New Zealand. But you know, again, if it if it gives me the ability to proclaim God's word in new and creative ways, because I've had these different experiences. My hope is that I can be the most effective servant to God and his people here in DeKalb for decades to come. Well, and we pray that that as well. And uh, imagine it's going to be kind of a little bit tough. Uh, you know, I, 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 I thought about, you know, here we are, everybody's back to school, all the welcome back campus ministry activities. And here we're talking about your 
uh, sabbatical. And <laughs> all the campus pastors out there, if they're listening, they're going, what? <laughs> I'm well, working my tail off. I, I don't leave till December. Right. So, right. Um, so now I you you are going to be back. You're going to be back in time for witness, right? Well, here's where the awkward crickets come in, my friend. I apologize. I will be <sighs> uh, in a different uh, continent from you at the time of the the awesome campus ministry conference that you will be running. Well, you know what? I'm you, open. To, I'm open to you skyping me. You in, can, but, you, uh, can, you can make it up to me. You can do two things. Number one, you can come back. I'd love to hear on the flip side your thoughts, um, having been on the other side of your sabbatical, and maybe at that time kind of talk through, I wanted to a little bit today, maybe you got some final thoughts, but uh, you know, how important is this idea of of rest? I mean, everybody's getting, and this is actually maybe a good time, because everybody in the campus ministry world is all, they're all adrenaline junkies right now. Students, (laughs) workers, everybody, oh, everybody's coming back to school. Everybody's back in the grind, you know, join this, join everybody's, you know, everybody's going crazy. Uh, but we forget the importance of, of rest just in general. I know this is nothing to do with your sabbatical, but what, maybe just a thought or two for, for everybody else in campus ministry land about the importance of not overdoing it, taking it time, taking time to rest. Absolutely. Well, I'll answer your first question. I would love to come back and, and do my penance for, for missing. Um, so well, yeah, that's not I, the only penance. Back. I'm going to have you on next week to talk about the, the sectional I was going to have you uh do it witness is that sound all right that sounds just okay. fine uh, i will i, <laughs> I was will gonna invite you to do a pay, sectional pay that... i'll pay it forward i'll pay it at the end <laughs> anyways but but to your question about about rest well you know there's no accident this is a commandment uh you know when, when god gave his instructions and you you probably know in hebrew the word commandment can also be you know, translated as instruction sure. um, that doesn't mean it doesn't have teeth to it god does take it seriously and there's consequences but it stems from a place of you know these are best practices that god gave god said if you do the things i tell you to you're going to live the the most healthy and effective life on this world that i put you in if you don't bad things are going to happen uh, so so what's the commandment remember the sabbath day and keep it holy and and there's where that active not working comes in. It's not that we're just to be lazy gluttons and, and lay around, you know, popping bonbons on on the Sabbath day. But the things that that would distract us from our relationship with God or with the other relationships that God says are important, family, His Word, you know. So it's not just going to church on Sunday morning. Which, by the way, um, you know, the, the Christian Church has kind of moved the, the Sabbath day from the, the seventh day, you know, to the first day of the week. Why? Because Christ came back to life on 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 the Sunday, the the first day of the week, and you know that is our ultimate Sabbath. Our rest is in Christ, and so the instruction isn't really about do you do it on the right actual day that the you know sun circles around the world, or, <laughs> but sure. but more about you get the concept behind it, um, that you put aside the, the distraction of this world to focus on that relationship thing. Um, when we study this uh, in confirmation class or in, in Bible studies at, at our church here, we talk about, um, you know, when God created the world, he rested on, on the sixth day, or the, seven, uh, the seventh day, um, it wasn't that he was exhausted. It wasn't that, you know, God had run out of energy and, and really just needed to take a breather. Um, but he, he gave us the example of spending quality time in relationship with the things that are important. He, he hung out with his creation and wanted that relationship. God says for us to do the same thing. So, you know, it's impossible for us to serve well in God's kingdom. And this is for those who are in ministry who, because we love the Lord, we push ourselves so hard, but we maybe cut 
that good advice that God gives says, well, that's for everyone else. I should preach it from the pulpit, but I'm not going to live it out for myself. We need the rest, and we need to actively not work. Now, you know, for, for pastors, that's tough because it means living out, you know, normally we're living out our Christian faith. Normally we're studying God's Word and we're interacting with people. That doesn't mean you don't do those things, but you don't do it in the vocational way. You, you don't do it in the way where it's like, boy, I've got to crank this out because otherwise my church institution won't succeed. Sure. You do it in a way that's personal where you grow and you spend that quality time with God and the people that God's put in your life. And God says, these are best practices. Follow the best practices. Good things will happen. Now, there's sin in the world. Even those who follow best practices, sin's going to still be there and make a mess of things. But, but you find if you follow God's instructions, good things happen. And if you don't, bad things happen. Beauty of it is if you goof it up, there's forgiveness. Time and time again, you, you screw up not doing the, the remember. The and Sabbath that's why we holy. find our rest, our Sabbath rest, ultimately in Jesus. And that's why we have the rhythm of going to church to receive to receive the forgiveness that we need each week. Preach it, Reverend Zill. And so, students, just a reminder to everyone, pastors, students, uh, lay people, everybody who's listening, the importance of rest, the importance of uh, taking a break from the, the work that you do and letting God work in you. Well, Pastor Marks, you have a great, great adventure. I'm, I know you're not leaving right away. I don't want to give that impression, um, but have a great adventure in uh, New Zealand. And forward to being back with you in the near future. All right. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Witness, January 2nd through 5th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Check it out at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.